our Creative Bridge episode with Daniela. Every month, as we said, we are going to discuss uh, the monthly topic with Daniela by connecting the dots between the world of business and creativity. And we will explore its potential ways and share insights. Uh, we also hope to open up the discussion with all of you guys, uh, and we welcome you to comment on our profile or direct message us uh, to share your thoughts about it. You can reach us uh, on our Instagram profile at creative, P-O-I-S underscore O-N. So now I'm very excited to host the first episode ever of the Creative Bridge. Let's get started. So ready, set, imagine. This month we are talking about transformation. Daniela, how do you think transformation can be explored from a business and a creative perspective? Hi, Mara. Hi, everyone. Um, I am very excited, too, first of all, for this first Creative Bridge episode. And uh, yeah, so let's start with some studies uh, to give a little bit of context. What do you think uh, is the most desirable quality in future leaders, Mara? Okay, so it has to be somebody that is well-respected, somebody who's a good critical thinker, um, somebody who has the ability to innovate and has like this, you know, curiosity, um, some creativity as well. Uh, yes. Yes. What do you think? Well, actually, uh, everything that you said is, uh, is perfect, but surprisingly, uh, according to a survey conducted by the World Economic Forum, the answer about what is the, the most important, the one the most important quality for future leaders is creativity. Interesting. Yeah. They describe it as the ability to come up with unusual or clever ideas about a given topic or situation, or to develop creative ways to solve a problem. And here the topic of transformation matches very well uh, because creativity plays the role of a game changer being uh, the ability to generate ideas, solve problems in unique and unusual ways. So let's move forward with some other studies. Uh, what the World Economic Forum found is also confirmed by IBM in its uh, global CEO study. And it states that the effect of rising complexity call for CEOs and their teams to lead with bold creativity connect with customers in imaginative ways and design their operations for speed and flexibility to position their organizations for 21st century success. However, Adobe, in a study, found that even though 64% of participants said that they believe that, uh, that creativity is valuable to the economy, only 31% believe they are living up to their creative potential. So, Mara, what do you think here? Do you think you live up to your creative potential? I think I have room for improvement there. What about you? <laughs> the same, actually. Um, and I think that I talk about creativity and I love to explore this topic, also because I'm still looking to fulfill my potential from this perspective, to be honest with you. So... I'm sure other people who are listening also agree they probably feel the same way and don't yeah. think that they're living up to their creative potential. Yeah. Um, so what would you say are some tips or like what do you think we can do to live a more fulfilled life and um, 
how can we help that 69% live up to their creative potential? Sure. So let's uh, first of all do a step backward okay. to what we said uh, last uh, during our last episode. Creativity, as we said in our previous episode, usually is linked to the concept of art, equating creative with artistic. Uh, the question now is, do we think that only artists, uh, creative directors or designers are blessed with the gift of creativity? Most people do, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So let me let me tell you here a story. Uh, in 2016, I led the labs in design thinking at Ca' Foscari University in Venice, in Italy, uh, with the Department of Management. So I was in charge of these 10 classes, uh, part of the course in design and innovation management. And uh, uh, the class was with 60 students from different countries between 23 and 25 years old. And during our first class, I asked them, do you think you are creative? Honestly, only three people raised their hands. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was kind of surprising for me too. And then I asked them, what do, do you think uh, um, that creativity means? And the answers that the students gave me were all related to artistic disciplines. Well, uh, creativity has a meaning that is much broader than that, and it is time to make a real shift in people's mind about that. If we don't work on this shift now, it's like we're kind of stuck as human beings, as well as in the development and evolution of our society, in my opinion. And it's a shift, uh, uh, you know, in the way we look at things. So, Mara, do you remember the movie uh, The Dead Poets Society? Uh, actually, no, I don't think I've ever watched that one. Okay, no problem. So, briefly, Dead Poets Society is uh, the story of an English teacher played by Robin Williams, who inspires uh, his students uh, through the way he teaches poetry. We are in 1959 in Vermont at Walton Academy, which is an all-male elite prep school. The first day of class, the students are all surprised by a new English teacher, Mr. Keating, played by Robin Williams, mm -hmm. and his unique teaching methods. He encourages them to make their lives extraordinary by using the Latin expression carpe diem, which means uh, seize the day. Um, let's, uh, I, I know that there was a debate about the conformity, not conformity uh, of the movie and the storytelling line, but let's not go through this debate now and uh, let's instead keep uh, our attention on the business side of, um, of the movie and the story. Um, so during the first class, Mr. Keating at a certain point jumps on his desk and says uh, these lines. Mara, I let you read the lines with your wonderful American accent. Okay, so the lines are, why do I stand up here? I stand upon my desk to remind myself that we must constantly look at things in a different way. You see, the world looks very different up here. Just when you think you know something, you have to look at it in another way. Even though it may seem silly or wrong, you must try. Okay, very interesting quote. Um, I guess I, I think we probably could all relate to this. Um, you know, sometimes we might have a business problem, a problem at work, or even building IKEA furniture, and we don't we can't figure <laughs> out how to do it, and we have to kind of leave and yeah, take a walk, 
do something different, come back, and usually through, like, refreshed eyes, we're, we're able to see the solution. Yes. Um, so it's kind of similar what he's saying. I, I agree with what you said. And I think that, you know, uh, looking at things from a different perspective can change the way you, you see, um, you know, uh, what, what happens around you. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the meaning uh, of creativity, in my opinion. So, um, Taichi Ono, who is the founder of Toyota Production System, uh, which inspired uh, lean manufacturing in the US, he was known for requiring leaders to spend hours on the shopping floor, standing in circle and observing all of the different kind of processes, from sales to customer care, until the waste revealed itself, as he, as he used to say, meaning that what doesn't work will naturally come up. So usually when we are so immersed in our work or in our life, we don't really see things for what they really are, but we see the world the way we want to see it. Therefore, a transformation in the way leaders and teams see their work process is a huge challenge, but it's mandatory and can happen by a change in in scenery, by enabling people to see their jobs from a different perspective, collect insight, and generate new ideas, as also Mr. Keating in the movie that that Spoils Society um, tries to to share with his students. Got it. Yeah, it sounds like an important transformation is actually necessary nowadays yeah. to innovate, right? Yeah, yes, exactly. So what do you think about the fact that for years, people in creative fields like designers, copywriters, art directors, and others were left out of very serious business discussions. And, um, you know, instead, the business discussions took place without them, only among senior leadership in boardrooms. Uh, It sounds like now creativity is really knocking at the door and has the right to sit at the table. Um, And is actually critical if we want innovation to happen at all. Um, So, you know, that creative spark that probably seemed fluffy or light and fun decades ago is actually a critical leadership quality that is dramatically transforming the way we do business. Yeah, definitely. And creativity plays a very important role whenever it comes to generating new ideas and solutions. And uh, in business, we have so many examples in front of our eyes about how creativity has been used as a problem-solving tool to generate innovative approaches. But it's not just... uh, the business ideas per se that are the basis of big companies like Google or Facebook. It's also the way they unleash the creative spark in their employees that, you know, changes a little bit of the balance in terms of how to uh, allow creativity uh, be part of the process. So, as you said, the creativity is knocking at the door. So, uh, people who work in different departments have the chance to share ideas and experiment with new solutions. Employees' insights are the key for brands to understand what is working and what the pain points are internally as well as with external customers. And it doesn't matter the level. The important thing is that everybody um, has the chance to share ideas and to share opinions. Then, of course, it's uh, uh, in the hands of the leaders uh, to take decisions, but it's good to motivate people and to, l- and to let their creative spark uh, support their productivity as well as uh, what the, the companies are doing. Yeah, I think you made some really good points. I think that um, 
you know, listening to not just creative people or non-creative people, but also listening to people at every different level of the company yes. is critical because your intern or your entry-level associate could have a great idea um, that as a leader you might not think about. Um, and then I think your other point about, you know, igniting that creative spark, part of that has to do with leadership actually embracing risk-taking and being okay with things not working. And um, I think actually the company I work for now, I know that that's one of the biggest um, qualifications for leadership roles. You Mm -hmm. have to have that risk-taking behavior and you have to be able to empower your teammates to um, feel okay with, um, you know, trying something new, trying something that hasn't been done before. But until that happens, um, you know, people are going to be kind of stuck. Um, and then on the other side too, uh, let's say you have a team that is led by somebody who is risk taking <laughs> and who, um, you know, is able to embrace all of their creative ideas. Uh, what recommendations do you have for how we <laughs> kind of are able to be creative in our thinking? Yeah. Let's say that creativity is an act of, uh, an act of courage Yeah, and it it, it relates very well with the concept of change, which require, requires brands to be very brave. Um, Tom and David Kelly, in a book uh, that I really love uh, called Creative Confidence, uh, say that the combination of thought and action defines creative confidence. The ability to come up with new ideas and the courage to try, the, to try them out. And this connects very well with what you just said. So let me let me tell you another uh, part of uh, uh, you know the the work that they did. Uh, they they interviewed Stanford's professor Albert Bandura, who demonstrated that our belief systems uh, affect our actions, goals, and perceptions. Uh, people who believe uh, they can affect change are more likely to accomplish uh, what they set out to do. Professor Bandura calls this self-efficacy. According to his findings, people with self-efficacy set the bar higher, they try harder and persevere longer, which brings them to show more resilience in the face of failure. Failure is a huge part of the creative process. Yeah, definitely. Because it's, uh, every creative process is also a test and learn process. And uh, you need to be aware of the the fact that there is the risk of failing and you need to be open that what you are trying uh, might not work and you but uh, if you are open to learn from that then you can move forward and uh, try again so um, it it is uh, you know as if a whole uh, new world of possibility can emerge when people overcome the fears that block their creativity. Rather than feeling paralyzed in front of challenges, they are open to experience new opportunities and learn from them. And this is also what happened to me in the past with uh, uh, you know my, um, my moving uh, moments mm-hmm. uh, from Italy to the UK, then Australia, then mm-hmm. here, so, so the San Francisco part. And uh, every single move I did was uh, linked to a different also um, career 
moment of my life mm -hmm. and different people, different jobs, different risks. And I learned from all of them uh, with their ups and downs. Mm -hmm. uh, most of us need to keep things under control and this can keep us stuck in the planning phase of every project. And I have to admit, sometimes uh, it happens to me too because everybody's human mm -hmm. and uh, it's normal to be paralyzed uh, by things that are outside of your control. Mm -hmm. uh, but as the Kili brothers say, um, creative confidence can help people feel, feel more comfortable when, uh, you know, feelings of uncertainty surface and overwhelm them. And it allows you to actually take action, be productive no matter what, uh, with courage and persistence. Rather than resigning themselves to their current situation or to uh, what others have told them, by developing creative confidence, they become more open to question existing ways of doing things. So what do you think about that? Well, I think that um, this topic of creative confidence is very, very important for us in our professional lives and personal lives. Yes, I it mean, is. You just mentioned all your moves that you made, which were kind of like leaps that you yeah. did from a professional and a personal life. Yes. Um, but, you know, all of us, as we're dreaming and planning what we want to do and, um, you know, as we're faced with failures or with no's or with rejection, you know, uh, creative confidence becomes important to, yeah. to be able to kind of like break through and kind of persist as you mentioned. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's really, that's, it's a really great point. And then also, you know, within a team, kind of, as we said, from a leadership perspective, you need to, uh, be comfortable with taking risks and comfortable with the idea of failure and really what's going to make you a great leader and what's going to make your team successful is reacting, how you react to the outcome of <laughs> your test. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, Let's say um, creativity, as we said, is an act of courage mm -hmm. and uh, uh, you need to be open to, to, to do it if you uh, would like to move forward and, and evolve as a human being. Um, I, uh, I love Leonardo da Vinci personally mm -hmm. uh, and um, I've read so much about him and his life, but I always wondered how, uh, you know, he used to think how, uh, what kind of principles he was living by. So finally, I found a book that actually helped me to go through this. Um, it's a book uh, called uh, How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci by Michael J. Gelb. And uh, uh, it explores exactly uh, seven principles uh, that Leonardo lived by that I think uh, uh, are kind of interesting to be shared uh, during this conversation mm -hmm. uh, because they might be inspiring for all of us in terms of developing our creative confidence. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it is at work or in our, you know, um, personal lives. So number one, all of them actually have um, an Italian name because okay. Leonardo was Italian. Yeah. So let's go through all of them and then I'll explain uh, one by one what they, their meaning is. Okay. So number one is curiosità. Curiosità means uh, uh, having an insatiably curious approach to life and unrelating quest for continuous learning. 
Curiosity can be embodied by two simple questions in our lives. For example, what if and why? So uh, the suggestion here is observe the world around you, use empathy to put yourself in other people, uh, people's shoes, mm -hmm. uh, observe things from different perspectives, take notes and ask questions. Number two is dimostrazione, which is the commitment to test uh, knowledge through experience, persistence and the willingness to learn from mistakes. And this relates very well to, you know, uh, the fear of failure. Mm -hmm. But if you are uh, open to learn from mistakes, uh, it's a test and learn approach. Mm -hmm. And um, then we have number three, sensazione, which means uh, the continual refinement of the senses, especially sight, as, we, as the means uh, to enliven an experience. While uh, you know you walk to work, for example, stop for a moment and uh, think about how you feel. Listen to the environment around you, rather than uh, always isolating yourself uh, uh, with your headset. And uh, listening to music, or definitely to our podcast, mm -hmm. <laughs> is important. Mm -hmm. uh, but also try to live in the here and now. Mm -hmm. um, give savor to your experiences. Da Vinci was always inspired by the world around him and uh, um, uh, he used to experience it through all his senses. Then we have number four, sfumato, which is uh, the willingness to embrace ambiguity, paradox and uncertainty. Leonardo uh, had a unique ability to explore the unknown. Many of us instead are kind of uncomfortable with uncertainty even though we live in times of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. uh, therefore, you know, uh, people, human beings in general, uh, we, we all try to avoid what is out of our control. But this keeps us stuck in our current situation rather than, uh, you know, allowing us to evolve. Mm -hmm. Number five is arte and scienza, which means the development of the balance between science and art, uh, so logic and imagination. Number six, corporalità, which is the awareness of our bodies and the cultivation of grace, fitness and poise. Da Vinci was a very athletic uh, person and he realized that, that his body had to be in top shape if he wanted his mind to perform at excellent levels. Number seven, the last principle, is connessione, which is recognition and appreciation of the, connect the connection among uh, things and phenomena. It's a sort of thinking by considering different systems and environments at the same time. And this gives you a lot of information at the same time and helps you organize them through lists or by creating routines. How can we explore this principle, for example? Uh, there is a sort of game um, uh, where we can kind of pick three random objects from our desks at, uh, at work or at home and try to find connections uh, between them. In an article published by scienceofpeople.com, uh, behavioral investigator Vanessa Van Edwards uses uh, the faster, the better, uh, as a as connection between three objects in, a, in her house, such as the faster, the blender, the better, the smoothie. The faster the garage, uh, the garage door opens, the faster I get home, and the faster my polish dries, the less risk there is of me mashing up my toenails. Okay, interesting. I'll have to try that. 
Um, <laughs> it, it's a fun game. The faster the better. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So those are really interesting principles. And I think that, uh, you know, we probably need a list at home and a list at work. Yeah, probably. Yes. <laughs> um, so kind of like to summarize, Leonardo da Vinci was an amazing, amazing person. So yeah. influential in our culture and yeah. in our society. He was many, many things, um, you know, an artist, an architect, um, a cartographer, a botanist, yeah. just like the list is endless. <laughs> and um, he really did transform society through creativity by experimenting with his ideas. And, you know, if we think about modern day, many people have said that Steve Jobs was kind of like a modern Leonardo da Vinci. I think it was one of his speeches in Stanford where he was referring to a calligraphy class that he took. Yeah. Uh, and he said, none of this had even any hope of any practical application in my life, but 10 years later, when we were designing the first Macintosh computer, it all came back to me. And when we designed it all into the Mac, it was the first computer with beautiful typography. If I had never dropped in on that single course in college, the Mac would have never had multiple typefaces or proportionally spaced fonts. And, you know, the quote and his speech goes on to kind of talk about how, you know, Windows copied the Mac and, you know, without that one class, it's, it's likely that no personal computer would have had them. If he had never dropped out, he would have never dropped into that calligraphy class and all personal computers would be different uh, today, they wouldn't have that wonderful typography that they do. So, um, you know, he was also said that when back then, it was impossible for him to connect the dots, just like I'm sure many of us are going through a bunch of different things. And sometimes it's hard <laughs> yes. to connect the dots to understand where everything is going. Yeah. Uh, but years later, for him, it was about 10 years later, he said it was very, very clear uh, when he looked back uh, how the dots were all interconnected. Yeah. Uh, so he said, you can't connect the dots looking forward, you can only connect them looking backward. And you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something, whether it be your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. Uh, so it, it's a really powerful quote and something that I think we can all um, take to heart. Yes. Plus, uh, if I can say, this yeah. uh, connects very well also with the name of our podcast. Yeah. Because Creative Poison is definitely re uh, connected with Yayoi Kusama and uh, her art of, you know, uh, making installations with spheres and uh, the polka dots, mm -hmm. the meaning of the polka dots. However, um, connecting dots is uh, uh, basically our, our mission mm -hmm. because as human beings we're all uh, individuals like uh, single dots around the world but somehow we're all connected mm -hmm. and uh, it's the same for different disciplines as it happened uh, uh, for Steve Jobs. Mm -hmm. He had no idea that taking that calligraphy class then you know, uh, would have been so uh, important for his career and his development uh, um, of, of the Mac. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So we can say that both Leonardo and Jobs have been amazing influencers of change. Definitely, yes. And as we said, the, you know, this change really requires courage, courage and not everyone is comfortable with that. Yes. Um, and so, you know, we can also kind of relate this to um, other influencers in our lives that have kind of emerged as a result of a cultural shift. Mm -hmm. So nowadays, we all know consumers 
uh, well, depending on the brand, but more and more consumers are no longer loyal to many brands. And, um, you know, we, we see a lot of companies talking about innovation, but not really embracing it. And um, so I really think that there's a need for transformation in terms of the internal as well as the external yeah. uh, culture of companies. Uh, one of the ways that consumers or that companies started to connect with consumers was actually through the phenomenon of influencers in social media. They started in the era of fake news because brands wanted to become more human and they wanted to connect better with their consumer. You, you really made a strong point here. And social media platforms were created initially to connect people. For example, I uh, use them uh, to stay connected with all the people I know around the world, but I cannot see on a daily basis. Um, and they can be considered, I mean, social media as a, a way to use creativity to connect people. But talking about influencers, let's say that social media might generate the growth also of the fear of being judged, for example, uh, and therefore of failing, uh, just to stay connected with what creativity brings uh, with it. Because, uh, well, you know, what you share might not have enough likes. Being human means that we all have weaknesses and dark sides. And influencers uh, are definitely now one of the standards of communication. Um, therefore, communication is passing through a huge transformational shift that is pushing our pop culture to its extremes paradoxes. Um, that said, I think that Tomas also has a lot to share uh, and to add on this topic in his episode that will be um, online next week. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for this incredible conversation. Um, next week, as Daniela mentioned, we will explore the concept of transformation with Tommaso in his creative being episode. I can't wait to listen to what he has to tell us. Me too. (laughs) So stay tuned and keep your imagination flowing. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at creative P-O-I-S underscore O-N and share your creativity with us. Ready, Ready, set, set, imagine. imagine.